VIP. Let's kick it. And listen, I sit back with my brand new invention. Something grabs a hold of me tightly, flow like a harpoon daily and nightly. Will it ever stop? Yo, I don't know. Turn off the lights and I'll glow to the extreme. I rock a mic like a vandal, light up a stage and wax a chump like a candle. Dance, caress a speaker that booms. I'm killing your brain like a poisonous mushroom. Deadly when I play a dope melody. Anything less than the best. Is a Hello, Govs Nation. You're listening to the PCast. I'm Casey Krieger. He is Alex Allard. Welcome to the nation's top-ranked Austin P podcast, a podcast that's intro might have sounded a little different. Alex, how are you now? Good, and you? Not so bad. Well, like I said, the intro might have sounded a little different. We would like to take this time right now to thank CDE for being a great sponsor of the PCAST for as long as I can remember. But now, now is the time for a new sponsor of the PCAST. And hey, if you're a loyal listener of this podcast and you just so happen to own a business or a company or something along those lines, and you want to be the sponsor of the PCAST, you've got to call my guy Parker Phillips at 615-586-4340 or send him an email at pphillips at sseellc.com. That's p-p-h-i-l-l-i-p-s at sseellc.com. You can also DM me on Twitter. You can send me an email, C, or Krieger C at Let's Go, or boy, that's not my email, <laughs> Krieger C at APSU.edu, and I can get you hooked up and in touch with Parker if you want to be the person that is the new sponsor of the PCAST. Uh, why not? Come sponsor of the world's number one Austin number P podcast. Number one Austin P podcast can be presented by, insert business name. All for it. Onward to things that are more things. Yes. 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 Many, many more things. The NFL offseason has been quite a thing. It's been a lot of fun. It it has been a lot of fun. And the biggest news of the offseason, mm-hmm. the Indianapolis Colts have Stop. traded. <laughs> Stop. Have traded for Matthew Ryan. Matty Ice is a Colt. Just somehow finished third place in the AFC South. That's just not even true. Not even true. You win <laughs> they, in the, you they're win they're in gonna, the NFL. They're going to find a way to finish third in the AFC South. You, win, in, you win with quarterbacks in the NFL, and the Colts have the best quarterback in the AFC South, and it's not particularly close. Who won the AFC South last year? The Titans, they had the better quarterback last year. I mean, yeah, but we Derrick Henry can carry us to an AFC South title again. Derrick Henry's, Henry's getting old. Stop. Ryan Tannehill's getting really old. The only advantage the Titans have over the Colts is Mike Vrabel. This is true. That's but, it. I mean, that's not you the just only. Admitted that's not the you only. just admitted it. You know I, it. I, I you know it in your heart. You know it in your heart, and you no, don't want to say it. I refuse to believe it. Defense I, isn't better. The O-line's not better. Defense. I, I running take, backs I not better. You, you got to stop right there. I would take our defense Our wide receivers are better. I would take A.J. Uh, you guys have more wide receivers, but A.J. Brown is better than any wide receiver on your team. That's fair. But I, I said mean, our wide receivers, not our wide receiver. Okay, okay, okay. You got us there. But our defense is better. Brian Leonard oh, would like a word with you. Not scared. You should be. He, oh, he's yeah. a maniac. He, I, follow, I follow him on Twitter, or I continue to see his stuff on Twitter. He'll kill you. It's uh. Yeah, whatever. And strip the ball at the same time. Anyways, you said that the Colts had the biggest news of free agency. They did. Matty Ice. It's getting chilly and indie. You know this guy named uh, Cheetah just went to Miami, right? Well, his name's Tyreek Hill. His Tyreke. name's not Cheetah. Okay, his nick... Whatever. Sorry. What'd they get um, for him? What What did they gosh. happen to get for him? Was it like a, a first, a second? A fourth. A, four, a fourth and a, fourth a sixth next the, year. Yeah. I mean, that gives the Chiefs 12 draft picks this season. Is that good? I think that's quite good. Two in the first four rounds. Is that all right? 
I think the Chiefs are going to reload. It's too bad that Till will never be able to get the ball to Tyreek Hill. I think the Dolphins are going to surprise. I think I think that they have a real shot to be the team in the AFC. Tyreek Hill is 30 yards downfield the second it's snapped. Yeah. And that's as far as Tua can throw it. Dang. I mean. He can't throw anything over 10 yards. I, I think he's going to develop a deep ball and be – I mean, he's not going to be one of the best quarterbacks in the AFC. His, but arm's, I think, a I think wet, he, his arm's a wet noodle. He's going to be fine. No. The Dolphins no. are going to be just fine. I love the Dolphins' new coach. I love Jalen Waddle and I love Tyreek Hill. But, listen, they got a better chance of putting Jacoby Brissett in there to throw the deep ball. They got Josh Rosen on the bench, right? Mm-hmm. He can throw a better deep ball than Tua. That's literally all Josh, Josh Rosen could do. That's what but, I'm saying. He's got Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. Start Josh Rosen. He can throw it deep at least. Well, I mean, don't they also – who else did – don't they have Teddy Bridgewater? That might be who else they signed, not Josh I, I, Rosen. I think, I think it's Bridgewater. I mean, Tua's going to need an hour to wind up and get a 70 yards <laughs> downfield to Tyreek Hill. I, That's not Patrick Mahomes no, anymore. It is not. See, I – I trust Tua to the extent that I think that the Dolphins can finish 11-6 and six or whatever it is. You trust but, Tua in the same way that you also trust Ryan Tannehill okay. to lead a team to the playoffs again. So your quarterback opinion is is just it's, it's declining tough, rapidly. It's, it's a tough time, man. It's bad whenever you miss uh, the quarterback play of Vince Young. Oh That's God. quite bad. You think Vince Young? You'd rather have Vince Young next year than Ryan Tannehill? I would rather have... 2010, 2011 Vince Young that have this year's Ryan Tannehill. Easily. <laughs> I, Mo- moving let's, on. Let's continue on. Moving on to the NCAA basketball postseason. Alex, would you like to update everybody on the, on the postseason? St. Peter's. The, the Peacocks. Go Peacocks. The Peacocks are peacocking. Yep, St. Peter, patron saint of March Madness. The patron saint, the, Aus- the let's go Peacocks. Peacock. Uh, yeah, I see what yeah, you did there. That's good. Uh, they beat the dastardly Murray State Racers. <laughs> The, uh, you just you, you hate to see And then Matt it. McRan ran away to the SEC. Yeah. He said, I don't want to see Austin P ever again. Yeah, and Murray State's in, in a lot of trouble now. I mean, like, Why with is him, that? I mean, you got Tevin Brown gone, you got KJ Williams gone, Juice Hill sounds like he's leaving. Um, I mean, I know Murray State has a deep team, but overall. You hate to see it. You just, you hate to see it. You hate to see it. It would sure be a shame if KJ came back from the NBA draft just to not come back to Murray State. Would I uh, mean, we'll see. I'd be so upset. See, I mean, I don't like know they, how I'd ever overcome that. Oh, uh, it's just it, it'll be okay. I'd be so sad. When we all, Alex, there's another team that uh, I need you to provide an update about oh, in man. the NCAA tournament. I wasn't even a team, prepared for this. I I have been all over St. Peter's. A team that wears the black and white. A team that is the Friars. A team um, that the children need to be told about. The children definitely need to be told. A team that you are looking up because you don't <laughs> know what you're supposed to talk about. I, I'm sorry. Um, I'm telling you, I have been, you know, I, okay. So, Providence playing number one Kansas. Number one Kansas. I, I mean, realistically, I think Providence can win it. I mean, they, like, if it wasn't for St. Peter's, I think that Providence would be the team that everybody's talking about now. Um just a good overall team. If you don't know about the Friars, now you do. Um, I mean, <laughs> what, what more can be said about them? What else has happened in the tournament, Alex? Um, Gonzaga is being Gonzaga. Chet Holmgren is being who we all thought he was going to be. He's Chet Holmgren's not the player on that team I'm focused on. Timmy. Drew Timmy. See, and, and they were talking about that on ESPN Radio the other day, too. It's like, 
I mean, yes, Chet Holmgren is kind of like the star of that team, I guess you could say. But, I mean, when you have Timmy playing well and just the rest of that supporting cast, I we don't think the, nobody's uh, going to beat him. number one Austin P podcast in terms of supporting Drew Timmy and his facial hair. Yes. We love we love Drew Timmy. Big fan. Just okay. just like the guy from St. Peter's with the mustache. And who who who's going to the final four? Go. Ooh. Um Go. Gonzaga. Gonzaga. North Carolina. Gonzaga Purdue. Mm, can't um, play defense. Yeah, but I mean North Carolina. North Carolina is not beating Purdue. Um Purdue. Um St. Mary's still in it? I don't know. I feel like I'd I picked, don't. I picked St. Mary's to go to the final four. Two Two of my Final Four teams are gone. Cause no, I, had, I did I accidentally had false hope in Tennessee, and uh, they kind of let us all down. We don't need to talk about <laughs> that. Uh, um, I, mean, I just would prefer Providence over Auburn or Kansas. Yeah. I I mean, I'll pick I'll pick Providence to come out. I, I think that they you know they can get hot, and they can do it. Um, Friars. I think, I think Houston has a really good chance, too. I like Houston as well. Because Houston plays Arizona next, I believe. Correct. Um, I... I think that might be another one of those games that is going to be talked about looking back at this whole March Madness thing. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. What about you? Give me Gonzaga. Give me the West Coast Conference. Give me St. Mary's if they're still in it. I'm pretty sure they're not. I'm pretty sure they're not. On, on to Austin P. Sports. Okay. Speaking of St. Mary's, the Austin P. Women's basketball team went to the Women's Basketball Invitational Played at Transylvania University in Lexington, Kentucky. The Govs opened up the tournament with a 77-69 loss to St. Mary's of California. Uh, the Gales in the in the opening round, which put them in the consolation black bracket for the rest of the tournament. Um, the Govs on Saturday took care of Furman, 73-59. It's kind of become an off-speed tradition to just, uh, just whoop up on Furman whenever we see him in the postseason. Talking about the 2019 oh, yeah. Furman football team that I'd, yeah. talked a whole lot of smack before getting shut out. Um, they're very upset they weren't the home team in that game. Oh, oh. three-hour rain delay, no problem. Sunday, Governors uh, fell to Davidson for the second time this season with a 66 to 58 loss. Battled back to bring that one close. Couldn't bring it home at the end though. That Davidson team's deep. They're, they just make they made way too many shots to beat them. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's just what happens. But good news about the tournament. Yamaya Johnson, who averaged 18.7 points per game over the three-game event, uh, all-tournament team. Uh, that, that'll get you that. She had 17 points in the first game against St. Mary's. That's pretty good. You know, you'll take I mean, that as a start. And then, and then she poured in a season-high 29 against uh, Furman. She hit five three-pointers. That's tied for the best single-game mark by a governor this season. And then she added 10 points in the finale against Davidson. Uh, her 29 points was the most by a governor since Ariel gonzalez Varner scored 32 against Mississippi Valley State in 2019 or 18. One of those two. Either way. 20 wins. Not a bad year. First it's time since 2003-2004 season that the governors have won 20 games in the old women's basketball in the old women's basketball thing. Um, Brittany Young is the second first-year head coach to win 20 games, joining Andy Blackston. He won 23 and won an OVC championship during 2003. 2004 season it's not bad i mean off to a hot start honestly a good good little start to the old uh, Brittany young era with 20 wins for the fourth time in program history not a bad way to go out in the in the ovc too yeah uh the, the, the second, second best, best team, team in, in the, the OVC. ovc yeah the second Easily. best team in the ovc uh don't come at me with the murray state and tennessee tech talk are we talking about murray state who got absolutely smacked by vanderbilt yeah by yeah. vanderbilt and the nit tech won their nit game but I've said they're better than Murray all along because mm-hmm. outside of Caitlin Young, Murray's not 
scratch that. Macy Turner is a good player. Outside of those two, Murray State doesn't impress me enough to win uh, win big games. Uh, I agree. Tennis. Men's tennis in particular. Mm-hmm. Two matches last week. Yep. Alex, would you it, like to uh, talk about this? Um, so, yeah, the men, the men have been on the road the last two matches. Uh, Thursday, they fell 6-1 to to Carson Newman. Uh, look ahead to Wednesday, which was yesterday by the time we're recording this. Fell 7 to nothing against the University of the Cumberlands. It's uh, two matches that you definitely did not want to lose. But, you know, you got to put those past you, especially with conference coming up. Conference starts April 2nd against Belmont. Uh, the men also have another match against North Alabama coming up, and I guess we'll talk about that later. But that we will. But yeah, we that that's two losses that you definitely want to put behind you, and yeah, that that's all I got at men's tennis. On to the baseball field, the Governors made a trip to St. Louis for a three-game series with the Billikens. Uh, the St. Louis won the series; they won all three games. They won two to one and nine to four on Saturday. Picked up a seven to four win to complete the sweep on Sunday. Uh, tough weekend in St. Louis. Not a lot to talk about there. Uh, <laughs> Kept it kept it close in all the games. Never really got out of any of them, but could never could never get over the hump there and just drop the series to the Billikens. Uh, <laughs> that's that's all on that. They're gonna they're gonna get on to the next weekend. They got OBC play. OBC play starts this week. Yep. Midweek. There was supposed to be a midweek against Middle Tennessee at home on Tuesday. Uh, canceled because if you were in Clarksville on Tuesday night, it was raining the entirety all of day. the entirety of the day and the night. So. Uh, Enough about that. Snap that one clear. Get on to the next one. Exactly. Softball, Alex. Got you on softball. Um, so softball opened OVC play against Belmont. I mean, it really just seems like we're opening conference play against Belmont across all the sports. But anyways, softball dropped their three games, or all three games against Belmont. Wasn't pretty. I mean, you want to put that series behind you, but there's also a lot of good to come out of it. It's a good Belmont team. I mean, honestly, I mean, this was a team that hasn't been great in years past, but this year, I mean, they, they can hit and they can pitch with the best of them. Um, but no, I mean, dropped the first one eleven to eight. Brooke Fefferly had two home runs. Uh, she was the first. Oh boy, yeah, she was the first player to have two home runs since well, Brooke Fefferly in twenty twenty in oh, the final in the final game of the twenty twenty season. Yeah, that'll work. Um, Emily Harkle Road entered the one hundred hit club. This is the team thirty seven is the second team in Austin program history to have four active players with a hundred career hits. Who are the other ones? Uh, Bailey Shorter, Lexi Osowski, Brooke, and now Emily. Um, you were ready. I was ready. I, I got it written down right here. Um, but, yeah, first time since 2006. Um, and then they came back and fell 6-3 to three against Belmont in the second half of a doubleheader on Saturday. Belmont took the lead early. I want to say they jumped out to like a 2 to nothing run and just didn't look back. Uh, last game, that Sunday, it, it, was, four, it was a 14-7 to seven loss. Just struggled early. I mean, I think Belmont had six runs before the first out. It huh. was yeah, no, that's tough. It was not great. Um, Fourteen to seven. Lexi Osowski had two home runs in that game. The she, first one since Brooke Fefferly. <laughs> the day before. The day before. Um, Bailey Shorter also had a home run. Um, Bailey Shorter also moved up to eighth all time in that game with 168 career hits. Um, Lexi Osowski became the first player with a home run in back to back games since Kelsey Gross last year. Home run no. in back-to-back games. In back-to-back games. Okay. Um, so, I'm sorry. She also had one against Belmont in that 6-3 to, six to three loss against Belmont. But oh, yeah. yeah. I kind of figured. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so Lexi, first player with back-to-back home runs since Gross last year. Um, they go on and they play Moorhead State, and uh, 
Again, just looking to put that a series. beautiful trip to Morehead State. Oh, everybody loves to go to Northeast Kentucky to face the Eagles. Do they? No, not no. a single person. Well, on that on that <laughs> note, uh, that's all we got on this week or the last week of Austin P Sports. So uh, we're gonna take a break. We'll be right back with our guest, John V. A. Bugs of the Austin P Volleyball and Beach Volleyball team. Right after this. Joining us on the PCAST, you can usually find her on the floor in the Dunn Center or on the sand in front of it. It's John V.A. Bugs of the Austin P. Volleyball and Beach Volleyball team. John V.A., how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I'm good. You just got, spring break was what, like a week or two ago? How was yep. your spring break? Did it you enjoy was, some time off? Yes, it was amazing. I didn't have time off, though. Right, you were, um, playing, you were playing sports. Yes, stuff. we were in Florida for our first beach tournament. Um, we were playing FAU and FGCU, just a bunch of really tough schools, but of course we were at the beach, so we couldn't complain. You were in Clarksville, <laughs> so that's better, right? Exactly. So you got a break from classes. Beside from, or aside from that, how are classes going this semester? Classes are going well. Um, most of them are online but I do have a couple in person which I actually like coming from last year I only had um, online classes so it was kind of boring <laughs> but I can't tell you the last time we had a person on here that said yeah they had in-person classes yeah it's pretty rare so mm. you're that that leads into one of my questions actually it's your first year sophomore so your first year of school is all COVID year yes online classes Weird volleyball season. Yes. What was it like doing all online, all non-in-person stuff for your first year of college? Well, it was definitely weird. <laughs> I feel like that's the best word for it. Um, I, I didn't really know what to expect, though. Um, going into it, I had a couple in person, but most of them were online. And, uh, you know, a lot of the facilities on campus were closed. You know, the mask mandate was still up. Um, a lot of us athletes couldn't meet up and, you know, do work together. Our study hall hours were um, separated, so there wasn't much social interaction even when we were trying to do our work. <laughs> so what were in-person classes like last year? Because you said you had a couple. Yeah, in-person classes were weird. Again, I'm going to use that word. Um, all of our desks were completely spread out. There was maybe 15 of us at a time. Of course, we had to wear a mask. Um, hand sanitizer was right at the door when you walked in. Of course, right when you walked out. Um, no sniffling, no sneezing, no coughing, because you don't want anyone to think that you're sick. Right. Um, and I still think people are like that now. <laughs> None of those like 500 person classes in the big assembly hall, I guess. Yeah. Maybe that b one big room for like what? 20, people 20 people. The, yeah. We used to cram like 300 people in there. When 20 I was in people. School. I've never seen that a day in my life. 300 people in a classroom. Never. <laughs> it was, it's, it, it was pretty common. <laughs> like four years ago when I was doing it. Yeah, I, w I wouldn't even know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I want to start off by talking about your name. It's a very unique name. It's French for January, correct? It is. Okay. So I guess right off the bat, how did your parents come up with that name? So my parents, both of both my grandmothers from both sides, they are 
very into European culture. They travel a lot. Um, my dad's mom is a, was a French teacher in high school and my mom's mom just traveled all over the world. Um, her and my granddad had a sailboat and they would just travel miles and miles and miles ago on trips. Um, so they had a lot of influences, you know, doing that. So, um, at the end of the day, my dad actually came up with it. And, um, of course, which you didn't ask, but the first question people ask is, were you born in January? And I didn't even think about it. And I wasn't. Nope. <laughs> no, I was born in December, but Close it's enough. because I was born early that you're supposed I, to be born. I January. was supposed to be born in January, but I was born early. They so stuck with it. yeah, they were like, you know what? It's still pretty cool. We'll, we'll keep it. <laughs> so I want you to say your name, Jean Vier. Okay, and now I want you to tell me the strangest pronunciation you've ever gotten playing sports. Oh, um, completely wrong pronunciation yeah, would no, be yeah. like. Javier, that's like a completely different name. And Janavier or ooh, John Bonet. What's the most common wrong pronunciation you get? Probably Janavier. I feel like we do a pretty good job with our pronunciation because it's John V. Hey, yes. it's not that hard. I know. It's Thank you. Hard. I don't think it is either. Especially when we give the other teams pronunciation guides and they still get it wrong. Right. I, I, it just makes me mad. But when they get it right, I'm so happy. Just like It just makes day. my day. It really does. Because I grew up with people saying it wrong all the time. Did they get it right at your high school graduation? Yes, Okay, they so they got my last name right at my high school graduation <laughs> and then Austin P got it wrong. Here. Oh, my gosh. So I wish you luck in <laughs> two-ish years when yeah. you come across. I hope they get it right. Me too. <laughs> So we're talking about your family a little bit. So you've got what? Five siblings? Yes, I do. So you have Brant, um, Celsia? Chelsea. Chelsea. Yeah, Set it's like Chelsea, Chelsea but with a okay. SH. Then you actually do have Javier. Yes, I do. Noah and Olivia. Yes. Are you the oldest? Where do you fit into the five or the six sibling mix? Well, I'm right in the middle. So Brant is the oldest, then Chelsea, then me, and then Javier, then Noah and Olivia. What was it like growing up with so many siblings? It was amazing. It was so fun. I had friends all the time. <laughs> um, and at the time, there was a lot of kids in my neighborhood that were around the same age as us. And so the whole neighborhood would just come together and we'd have our own little gang and ride our bikes around together. It wasn't anything serious, but I have really vivid memories of that time. And, you know, having younger siblings now is a little weird. My youngest, Olivia, she is 12 years apart from me. So she's going to be growing up in a completely different generation world than I am I mean she's more on top of having a mask with her than I am you know she that's grew up known. yeah that's all she's known and and my brother Noah as well he's um 10 so yeah they're growing up in the online mask mandate world and you know you're you grew up in the 300 student Dude, classroom yeah, and I'm yeah. like well I don't know anything about that so it's just interesting to see how you know this pandemic has shaped everyone's school life honestly did your siblings play sports too my older siblings played soccer and my younger siblings played soccer as well is it a competitive household i'd say so yeah um and i would only say that because we got in a lot of fights <laughs> right yeah so what caused most of the fights was it soccer was it playing sports or just everyday stuff i think it was just everyday stuff i think 
you know, petty arguments would turn into deals. Yeah. We would always make deals with each other. And our most famous one was, well, you have to be a maid for me for a week if you do this. Or if I win in this, then you have to be my maid. And we would do it. We would really do it. If we lost, we would be our siblings made for however long, make them sandwiches, clean their room, like all the things. So we took it serious. <laughs> all right. Let's move on to volleyball for a second. You played high school volleyball at Smyrna. You played club volleyball for Middle Tennessee Volleyball Club. You were recruited to Austin P as an indoor player, correct? Yes. Did, when, you, you, when you were recruited, we already had a beach program. Yes. But you had never played beach, right? So I had played beach for one season my sophomore year of high school. Okay. But I quit because our season was going into the summer, and my first tournament was so hot that I could not take it anymore. I was like, this is not worth it. I'm not even that good. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. So I ended up not playing it after that so it was a club beach team yes okay so but so you were recruited here when you were recruited as an indoor player did you know you were gonna play beach when you got here I did know I did know um our coaches made it clear that the freshmen had to try it for a year if you liked it you could continue if you didn't then um you didn't have to play and you could just do indoor and it was a weird coincidence that that was a rule because during that COVID summer that summer right after um lockdown there were no gyms open, so right. I couldn't practice indoor. Right. But, of course, I still want to play volleyball, so the only thing available to me was beach. So a bunch of my friends and I, or volleyball girls in the area, we would go play beach for hours and hours during the summer. And I started to like it again, and mostly because we were playing at night, so it wasn't as hot. But I started to fall in love with the game, and then when I got here, they started teaching me technique and skills and whatnot. So... Um, I've actually grown to like it a lot. So you started playing beach that summer before you got here. Was it hard to pick up on? Because I know the rules are kind of different. There's things you can't do that you can't, or there's what you have to hit the ball differently. Yeah, there all <laughs> kinds of stuff. Talk about like adjusting to it. Um, adjusting to beach is hard. I I can't lie, it's really hard. Um, you're going from you know six girls on the court indoor to two. You're playing doubles no matter what, and. Um, of course, in the summer, I was playing with, you know, four or five people, kind of goofing around and whatnot. But watching doubles um, on TV, you know, Olympic Games and stuff, that's really how I learned. I just watched professionals do what they do, and I just tried to mimic that when I got on the floor um, or in the sand. And it was really tough on my body because the sand is just so taxing compared to the floor. You know, the gym floor and then the sand, it's like... Other sports work out in your guys' sand. Yes. It's a workout. It makes yes, it hard to Yes, it's conditioning. Move. <laughs> and you guys are out there playing your sport in it. Yeah, it's conditioning. You know, you see football and track going out there and conditioning, and we're out there every single day. So it's tough. And jumping in the sand is really hard. You barely get off the ground. Um, but, of course, our taller girls don't really have a problem <laughs> with getting up. But it's a lot of fun. Um, you get to use every skill that – you you wouldn't be able to an in indoor like serve receiving passing digging hitting you know I'm a setter indoor so I don't get to hit or get my own kills too often so it's pretty gratifying when I go out on the beach and do it for myself <laughs> so you talked about that just there a little um talked about using all your skills do you think that beach will help you in indoor or vice versa indoor helps you in beach in any way yeah I definitely think beach will help me a lot indoor um Beach really challenges you to see the court. Um, you can't just go through the motions. You really have to work hard to talk to your partner. Um, that's the most important thing, I think. But 
I think if you can have that one person indoor that you can keep talking to the whole game, I think that'll make you a lot better of a teammate because you're so used to doing it in the beach. And then you're also using so many other skills that you wouldn't indoor. So you'll just be a better all-around player when you get back inside. So you already said you like playing beach. Um, It looks like you have a lot of fun out there. Every photo we have of you, you are diving for a ball. You are always diving into the sand. Um, what what's that like? Like you're 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 just like you're one hundred percent all the time on the beach court going yes. into the sand. Um you know, I try not to be on the ground all the time, but when I am flying through the air getting that dig, it feels pretty good. Makes for good photos. It does. <laughs> so your first beach season here, you show up and you guys win a championship. Not a lot of people get a college championship, a conference championship in college. You got one, like what, your second semester? Yes. I feel yes. like that's a nice little reward too, especially after a tough, tough COVID year and everything. It definitely is. I, I wasn't expecting it at all, of course, because, you know, coming into Beach Fresh, I didn't know how good we were. You know, I didn't know what good beach volleyball players really looked like on a college level. I'd never. Nobody knew. It was the first OVC season. Yeah. That too. <laughs> so, I, and I didn't know what to expect from the other teams in the conference. So, I, I wasn't too sure. And then going into it, I'm like, "Wow, we're we're pretty good." And of course, we get into the championship tournament, and we just keep winning and winning and winning. And that final game, you know, solidified our win, and everyone is just screaming. And I had never felt something like that I didn't expect to feel something like that that year especially because COVID and everything seemed so negative and isolated and nothing was seeming to go our way until then until the very end yeah till the very end all right so when I found out you were gonna be on the podcast and I asked everybody about you the first thing that I mean every single person told me was that you are a trendy thrift shopper can you please elaborate on that for me that's a that's a good compliment, I think. <laughs> that is, I um, think, straight from uh, Taylor Mott, th- trendy thrift shopper. Trendy thrift shopper, that's cool. Um, yeah, so I started, well, I started getting into fashion, I would say that, um, my junior year of high school, and it's kind of cliche, but I was kind of going through a breakup, and, you know, I needed something different, and I was just like, I need, I need a hobby, so I got into clothes and fashion, and I just thought it was super interesting, and I was like, well, I can't afford Gucci and Louis Vuitton and all these high-end brands that I see on social media, you know, I got to find my own way to um, find my style, so I started going to Goodwill. That was the first place I went. I started going to Goodwill and I think it was the first couple of items which were jeans. It was there were nice like Tommy Hilfiger jeans and that's a good brand, you know. I was like if I can continue to find brands like Tommy Hilfiger and Calvin Klein and all of these nicer brands, I should keep doing this, you know. I'm paying $6 for jeans while other people are paying, you know, 60 and up. So I kept doing it, kept styling my own clothes and going to the thrift store ended up being a time for me to get away and just disconnect and do my own thing in the same way that volleyball does for me. Um, But this was just more of a creative outlet that I could go to. So I've kept it up ever since. And that's basically where I buy all of my clothes. And I, I know people hate it, but every time they ask me, where did you get that? I thrifted it. I'm so sorry. You're never going to find it. Like, good, good luck. Yeah, good luck finding something like this because, and, and that's another reason why I like doing it is because no one else 
has it. No one can match it. Yeah, it's it's unique and um, I make it my own and, and no one else can replicate it. So I like that. So your Instagram says you're a thrifting and vintage scavenger. Is that your official title for this? Yeah, I think it is. <laughs> okay. So you already talked about when you started doing this and why. What's your favorite place to go in Clarksville, back home in Smyrna to thrift and vintage scavenge and so I would say my favorite place in Clarksville is um, Salvation Army. Okay. They have really, they have a wide selection and it's super cheap. It's actually cheaper than Goodwill. Um, I don't have one of those um, back in Smyrna, back home. So when I found it, I was super excited. Um, and then I would say back in Smyrna, we only have one Goodwill. So I usually travel up to Nashville and Southern Thrift is my favorite Again, super big store, cheap prices. I always find stuff there, so it's pretty reliable. What's your favorite item or like the coolest item you found doing this? I found a pair of Nike Dunks that were super vintage and old. I found it at a vintage um, shop, and I bought them for maybe, I want to say, 60 bucks when they're going for 200 and up, something like that. Um, finding shoes, thrifting shoes is really hard because of course it's like, I feel like they're old like the tennis shoes. Thing they have. Like yes, it is. And it's just like old heels from the two thousands. I'm like, I'm not wearing heels. I'm wearing sneakers and, um, shoes are actually the only thing I spend a lot of money on. Like I buy new shoes, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but when I found these shoes, I was just like, I am the goat of thrifting. Like, this is amazing. And so I cleaned them up, got new laces for them, put soles in them, and they look brand new. Well, there you go. Yeah. Is there anybody else on the team that tries to come thrift shop with you? Are they trying to, like, get in on your, and, like, yeah, get they, your expertise? Yes, they do. Um, a couple of my friends, Kelsey and Jada, they always love coming with me, um, Especially because when I keep showing up with new clothes, they're like, where did you get that? Where did you get that? I'm like, I want some of that. Girl, I went thrifting. Just come with me. I'll put you on. I'll help you out. And so they come with me anytime um, I decide to go out. And they've started to find their own little pieces here and there. And they started to really love what they can find, especially for a cheap price. So it's kind of addicting. So you're just going to get the whole team looking right. I think so. All right. I think that might be my job. (laughs) So... You're a sophomore in school. Yep. What is your major? Do you have a major yet? Some people don't. My major is marketing. Okay. Yes. So I'm not going to ask you about graduation because, like I said, you're only a sophomore. Um, But what do you want to do after school? That is the question, isn't it? (laughs) If you don't know, that's okay, too. Um, I changed my plans like a week before the graduation deadline as a senior. (laughs) Well, I'm definitely going to listen to this later on and have a different answer. But, um, you know, I've always thought of my major taking me into a job where I can pay the bills and marketing is I think a good place for me to be because I know that volleyball and sports is going to be in my life for the rest of my life and I know that it's never going to go anywhere so marketing I think is a good place for me to be to use my creative side um, I really want to go into maybe social media or um, digital design um, in the advertising field. And I also just think that's very interesting. Um, but I think I can use my creative side to put it into my work and then also have volleyball with me um, for the rest of my life. Um, 
last year I was in HHP. That was my major. And then I switched over to marketing because I realized, you know, you can't be too creative taping ankles. Right. So I changed it over. Mix marketing and thrifting somehow. I know. I know. I I should. I really should. That'd be. Run the social media for one of those big stores. Yeah. I I could. I've actually um, been in contact with the Rutherford County um, Goodwill Mm -hmm. Instagram, and I've been featured on their their Instagram a couple times. So that'd be really cool if I could get in there, though. (laughs) So the last question I have before we get to our rapid fire questions why Austin P? Austin P has been has been talked about since I started volleyball. I had a couple of coaches that were alum from here, um, and of course, they always said good things. And it's about an hour and a half away from home. It's the perfect distance for me. It feels like I'm in my own space, but I could also go back to my family at any time. Um, the campus is beautiful and of course the coaches drew me in right away and um, it's just a fun environment and of course I hate that we had to come in during COVID but you know aside from that it's still it's still great still a great school all right now we're gonna wrap it up with our rapid fire questions okay are you ready yes what's your favorite word or saying um immaculate immaculate it's a good word (laughs) what's the last book you read the last book I read was The Book Thief. The Book Thief. Is that for fun or is that for a class? It was for class. <laughs> which class was it? It was for English. Okay. Which are you, which English teacher do you have? Um, It was last semester, so okay, I kind of forgot. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> uh, what's your worst habit? Oh, procrastination. Doing a lot of homework on Sunday? Yes. It happens. Do you think you can walk a mile in less than 10 minutes? No. Not, not, not at all? That was no. very emphatic. No, I don't think so. Slow mover? <laughs> Yeah, I stroll. (laughs) What is one rule in any sport that you would like to change or add? Mm. A rule? Um, I would say in beach, uh, to not call doubles as much. (laughs) Yep. So we could set. So you can actually set it? Yes. What app on your phone gets the most use? I would say messages. A lot of people talk to me. Apple messages? (laughs) Yes. Very busy on there. What's the last gift you gave somebody? Um, I ha- I got my boyfriend a replica soccer ball from the MLS league for Valentine's Day. There you go. Uh, if you could, if you're casting a movie about yourself, who are you casting to play you? Um, I will cast Zendaya. Zendaya. Yeah. Um, similar looks, but she's just great. So I cast her. There you go. What's the most embarrassing song you love? Talk Dirty to Me by uh, Jason Derulo. All right. (laughs) If you could go to any concert, which one would it be or who would it be? Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson? 100%. Someone said you were dressed up as Michael Jackson, am I thinking of something else? No, I did. (laughs) I definitely did. Was that for the Halloween game or something? It was. We had a Halloween practice. I dressed up as MJ and it was was pretty uncanny. There you go. (laughs) There you go. Did you thrift the outfit? No, I didn't. I did not thrift that one. I had to actually go buy the glove, buy the hat, buy the glasses. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, what's one place in the world you want to visit the most? I would say Paris. Paris? Hence the name. Yep. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. If you could have any three people over for dinner, who would they be? Um, I would say Michelle Obama. 
Um, Michael Jackson. <laughs> and I would have my dad. Michelle Obama, Michael Jackson, your dad. Yeah, I would fun love dinner. to share that with uh, my dad. He would love that. Sounds like fun. <laughs> Who or what inspires you? Who inspires me? Um, my dad inspires me a lot. I look up to him for most things. Um, what inspires me is um, my my motivation when I have it. I really like to use it when I know I'm feeling good and in the right headspace because when I have the motivation and the, and the determination, I get a lot of things done. <laughs> Procrastination isn't my bad habit in those times. Right. What advice would you give to your younger self? To not be so critical of myself. Um, and in that, not to worry about what people think so much. There you go. The last question I have for you comes from our last guest. Shaylee Kirby wants to know, what do you like most about being an Austin P athlete? I would say playing the games. <laughs> That's the fun part. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Nobody likes workouts and stuff like that. No, 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 no. So now the last question, you actually get to ask our next guest a question. What do you want to ask next week on the PCAST? Mm. What? Um... What inspires you to keep pushing? What inspires you to keep pushing? Yeah. Good question. Well, Jean Vier, thank you for your time. Uh, if you ever want to host this podcast, you can have my job. You were great. Uh, <laughs> Thanks. Hope you don't, yeah, don't make you practice beach in the rain today. And good luck the rest of the season. We'll be right back with the PCAST right after this. Thank you to John V.A. Bugs of the Austin P. Volleyball and Beach Volleyball teams for taking some time out of her week to come join us. Join us here on the PCAST for a little bit. Uh, on to other things, though. Let's, let's, let's go on to the other things. Baseball things. Since there is a baseball season now. Yeah, there is. And there is baseball to talk about. Mm-hmm. A lot of free agent signings. They're finally happening, so all the teams could fake like they weren't colluding during the <laughs> lockout. Uh, of course not. Nobody would ever do that. Carlos Correa signed with the Twins. Freddie Freeman's the Dodger. We already talked about that, I think. Uh, other ooh, Trevor Story went to the uh, Red Sox, which okay. is fun because now the Red Sox have two All-Star shortstops, kind of yeah. running the Dodgers play from last year. Good They're going to put uh, one of them at second base. It's like the Yankees when they signed A-Rod, mm-hmm. except for just like the Yankees, the Red Sox are putting the better defensive shortstop not at shortstop because <laughs> Derek Jeter played shortstop and A-Rod played third. Well, Xander Bogarts is going to play second, and Trevor Story – or no, Xander Bogarts is going to play short, and Trevor Story is going to play second. Um I don't know why he wouldn't move Bogarts to, like, third. Put Devers at first. I forget who's playing first for Boston. I, I couldn't even guess. I don't know. I don't remember. And then you just put Trevor Story at shortstop because he's the better defensive shortstop. But, you know, 
Whatever. If you want to keep your team captain at shortstop, do it. The Yankees did it, but at least Bogarts is better on defense than Derek Jeter. You heard that here first. Uh, Nick Castellanos, who the Reds would give zero money to, uh, got a lot of money from the Phillies. Let's talk about all these players the Reds are signing. Oh, my bad. The Reds did sign a player oh, last who did, night. Who did they sign? They signed Tommy Pham, which I think is an awesome signing. Who's that? <laughs> I think Tommy Pham is awesome if he's your replacement to Nick Castellanos to play with Jesse Winker. Okay. He is like – he's a knockoff Nick Castellanos almost. He can run a little better. He can field a little better. But he's a right-handed guy with some power that strikes out probably a lot more than Nick Castellanos. But he hits lefties really well. But like I said, if it was like, oh, yeah, your outfield's going to be uh, Winker, Sinzel, and then you're going to platoon Tommy Pham and Tyler Naquin, yeah, I don't mm -hmm. hate that. I, don't, I really don't hate that. But it, when it's going to be Naquin, Sinzel, and Tommy Pham, uh, Doesn't sound like a great I'm not as excited. No longer as excited. So I saw this graphic yesterday, and I don't, I don't know if this is still true or not, but it was like the Oakland A's have literally spent zero dollars. Zero dollars. Zero dollars. And the Guardians have spent like – a quarter Less than of a, a billion. Yeah, a quarter of a million. And then, like, the Reds, after they got rid of everybody, have all of a sudden decided they're spending money again. It's a very confusing. They have no uh, plan. They have no plan. Because they just like gave it. Tommy Pham $5.4 million, but we couldn't pay Jesse Winker. So, uh, Go baseball. It's it's a problem. It's a big problem. And Jock Peterson called out a lot of the teams yesterday for tweeting. Because it was Jock Peterson, the player, that tweeted that graphic mm -hmm. that you're talking about. Gotcha. Uh, Zach Greinke's a royal again. That one's fun. Cool. He hasn't been a royal since he was like eighteen. That that's been a minute. He's like forty now. Yeah, I, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. That's fun. Um, good for Royals fans. They they need some joy in their lives. They haven't been good since they won the World Series. Uh, on to no. Let's talk about let's talk about the other baseball thing we have on here. Twenty one years ago today, mm -hmm. today Thursday, March twenty fourth. Randy Johnson, the big unit. Yep. Killed a bird with a fastball. Some poor, poor bird. Rip. Just flew in front of a Randy Johnson fastball. Bad idea. Uh, I see that clip every year, and I. It's it, incredible. It's great. I mean, it's I noticed for the great. first time today the bird like flopping around to the ground after. I just cause I've, you, never no, I've never. I've never. You have to look before. to the left on the ground. I've mm -hmm. never noticed it till today. Like, cause you see the explosion of feathers in the baseball, mm -hmm. and then like everybody's reaction, and then you, if you keep looking, there's a bird on the ground all of a sudden. Hmm. I thought the bird was completely obliterated. I I think that's what most everybody thought. Well, too, that's not the case. Well, now now we know there is a bird carcass. Uh, <laughs> that you can you can see on the video. Do you think you could kill a bird with with a baseball? No, no, I I don't think so. Do you think you could kill one? I don't think you like. I aside from the fact that you have to hit the bird. Okay, okay, awesome, okay. We're assuming that you do hit the bird. Then probably. You think you throw a baseball hard enough to hit to kill that bird? I mean, how much? I don't feel like it would be that hard. I mean, baseball. I don't you know, think pretty, you have to hit it. I don't, I don't think you I have mean, to hit it that hard to kill it. You do have to hit it that hard to blow it up like that. Okay, that's true. Because I think the bird carcass had no feathers on it. Probably not, because they were all just poof. <laughs> I definitely think, assuming I hit the bird, yeah, I kill it. I. It's got very dark. <laughs> it's gotten very dark. But aim, like if I had to like aim and hit it, I could never do it. Randy I, Johnson uh, has a photography business now. Okay. Which is funny watching six foot ten Randy Johnson stand on the sideline at football games and take photos. Uh, Sounds like a great, yeah. His logo is a dead bird. Nice. Yeah. I mean, it's fitting, but. Very fitting. I feel like Randy Johnson could have come up with a number of other logos, though, besides a dead bird. Hey. Being that he's a Hall of Fame pitcher. I mean. Whatever. What, it, what Whatever. Let the big unit do his thing. Uh, let's talk about uh, the Austin P gang going to watch old Terry Taylor play for the Pacers, Alex. Yeah. You got, what did Terry do with the whole squad? With Dr. Lakari, Nate James. 
uh, Gerald Harrison, the Nate James's kids, Dr. Lakari's wife, um, Jordan Harmon. Mm-hmm. I believe that was the entirety of Chris Phillips. That was the yep. entirety of the party. The whole Nathan day. was also there to document the day. What did Terry do with the whole squad in attendance? So number 32, Terry Taylor, formerly number 21, uh, played 21 minutes in a so the Pacers ended up winning that game 129 to 98 pretty good especially for a team that was 25 and 46 going into the game um so Terry played 21 minutes 17 points two rebounds two assists seven for seven from the field one for one from three um didn't miss didn't miss not a, not a single miss had a nice little put back dunk too yeah he did Comple- I mean completely unrelated too Colby Wilson was in the house yes he was with Sarah and Jack one and Jack two but just really the whole game. Colby, Sarah, both the Jacks. Mm-hmm. Good but to see uh, everybody there. Exactly. And, and I mean, you know, that's Terry who's always, you know, he's always wearing his Austin P hoodie and stuff like that. So it's good for, you know, us to go and support him too. Cause I mean, yeah. he's always, yeah, he, yeah. he needs it. We got to support our guy. Yep. But now Terry, Terry, just continuing to do Terry Taylor things. If, if he's not on that team or another team within their starting eight or whatever next year, something's going wrong. Yeah, somebody, I mean, he, he is absolutely up. killing it this year. Shall we move on to Austin P things that are happening at the current time? Sure. Should we talk about baseball? We can. The baseball team opens OVC play with a three-game series at Belmont, ES Rose Park in Nashville, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. That's the March 25th, 26th, 27th, 4 p.m. Friday, 2 p.m. Saturday, and a 1 p.m. game on Sunday against the Bruins to open the final OVC season. Belmont can pitch. They got swept mm-hmm. last week. The Govs got swept last week. So both teams are looking to get back on it. Uh Belmont pitching coach, former Austin P pitcher, and Austin P coach AJ Gara. It's a good trivia question. Good, good dude. Good dude to lead your, uh, the pitching staff down there for Belmont. Hopefully, though, hopefully we don't let uh, AJ's pitchers do too much this weekend. No, let's. Uh, yeah, let's go, let's go ahead and just take three off the Bruins to start OVC play down at their place. Govs have a 6 p.m. Tuesday midweek at Evansville as well. So if you want to make the trip up, up the road to. Uh, to Evansville to watch the Gus take on the Purple Aces. You can see another Austin P. alumni, player and coach, Kirst Kimball. He's the pitching coach mm-hmm. for the Evansville Purple Aces. So, uh, Saw that whenever they came here. Yeah, Kirst was in the house. Good to see him. Good to see my guy. Softball team. Alex, what are they doing this weekend? So softball is, like we talked about earlier, softball's on the road in beautiful Moorhead, Kentucky. Uh, they play a doubleheader on Saturday starting at noon, March 26th, followed by a noon game on Sunday that you want to go in there you know you drop the first series gotta bounce back gotta bounce back Moorhead State it's a team that's won one game this season perfect team to do it against let's do it against them um and then after that we play a midweek against Murray State on Wednesday it's a double header um starts at 2 p.m second game to follow again Murray State not a bad team I mean especially when it comes to softball they I'm not saying that they're stacked and they're not the greatest team ever, but it, it's one of those teams that you want to go in there. You got to play your A game to go beat the Racers, and uh, let's go pick up five games this week. I don't see why you don't just win all five. I, I'm all for it. Track and field, they're going to kick off their spring season, sort of, sort of the kick their spring season. I guess their spring they're, season. They're out. They're spring. outdoor. They're I mean. outdoor season. That's what I was going to get to eventually. If you would just give sorry, me a moment. Sorry. Track and field kicks off outdoor season at the Market Simmons Invitational at Murray State in Murray, Kentucky. First outdoor meet of the season, like you said. Coming off a pretty solid indoor season. The guys were third at the OVC Championship. Kenesha Phillips won everything. Carlin Shooting won everything else. A uh, whole lot of pieces from that indoor championship team a couple years ago. 
whole lot of pieces from a team that's been, I think, probably in the top three in the outdoor championship the past couple times they've went there. Uh, I, I mean, Carlin and Kenesha were both regional competitors last year. Mm-hmm. So, you know. I mean, they. I mean, they did good during indoors. I mean, it's I mean them, to, them, and just the rest of the team. Time to start the whole uh, back trip, trip back to regionals for Carl and Kanisha, and hopefully a couple more guys. Let's do it. Let's do it. Women's golf as well. They're going to kick off. Well, not. They're not kicking off anything. They've been playing for <laughs> they, three weeks. They what are am back I talking in action. about? Back in action. They didn't play last week, so they're back at the uh, Southern Illinois Diane Doherty Invitational at the Bogey Hills Country Club in St. Charles, Missouri. It is the guys' second to last tournament before the OVC Championship. They've got Murray's tournament next weekend. And then April 17th, 18th, and 19th, they're at the Fighting Joe course at the Shoals on the Robert Trent Jones Golf Trail in Muscle Shoals, Alabama. Team that could win that title. Yeah. Team that could win that title. Got to bounce back. Tough weekend last two weeks ago in Houston. But, you know, I have all the faith in the world in that team to be right in the thick of things come day three of the OEC Championship. Oh, yeah. E- easily, yeah. There's some tennis happening. There is tennis happening. Right at this very moment. Yes, at 3.03. Thursday afternoon. Are they done? Um, I have not gotten results yet, so I don't think they're done. Okay, well, they're playing right now then, so let's talk about it. So, yeah, uh, the women are carrying their three-match winning streak. Uh, they're facing the University of the Cumberlands right now. Um, NAIA school, the women are on a heater lately, so they, they should come out of this winning. Um, they, they've looked good. Um, Coach Brown and Maria have been talking a lot of good stuff about that entire lineup. So... I'm hoping here in the next half an hour, 45 minutes, we hear about another win. And then the men will host North Alabama on Saturday, future A-Sun Conference opponent. North Alabama's 1-11 on the season. Govs are a little bit cold right now, but uh, it's one of those teams that you want to go, or I guess welcome them here or whatever. You got used and to beating them. Yeah, you're, you're going to be doing that for a minute. But, but yeah, so. Beach volleyball team's also back in action. After a week off, the uh, beach volleyball team is a set for the first ever OVC regular season match at the OVC weekend at Chattanooga. On Friday, the Govs take on EIU at 8 a.m. and Moorhead State at 2 p.m. All those times are central, even though we are playing in the eastern time zone at Chattanooga. Saturday, the Govs are going to play UT Martin at noon, and they'll play Chattanooga at 4 p.m. to wrap up the first weekend of the tournament. Uh, not the first weekend of the tournament. The uh, first day of the the second day of the tournament. Yeah. The, the, just wrap up the tournament. I don't know why I said weekend. Like I said, first ever regular season OVC matches. We played regular season conference matches when we were an A-Sun beach volleyball mm-hmm. member back in our first couple years. But since the OVC's added beach volleyball, we have not had, been, had enough teams or had the scheduling, I guess, to add the regular season matches. So EIU also playing their first ever season of beach volleyball. They're 0-1 right now. Thursday, or Friday's match is lost to people with their second ever beach volleyball match. So uh, these are teams you're gonna play in the conference tournament. So yeah, a little bit of other news around beach volleyball. Oh, did you see uh, the AVCA? Yes, the AVCA has tweeted about our guy Travis LeBlanc. Yes, I retweeted it this morning. I retweeted it last night because I, I was retweeted I was it off the at beach volleyball account. Um, oh, well that's fair. Um, but yeah, Travis has a really good uh, blog from the AVCA. Talks about, um, I mean, just all the, like the growth of the sport. It's on avca.org/blog, and it's really good. I just you were talking about beach volleyball. I had to shout that out. Shout out to our guy, Travis LeBlanc. Anything else about beach volleyball? No, that's all I got. You sure? On three-match winning streak. Well, yeah. Might as well make a seven. Let's do it. Might as four up, well. Four up, four down. In the meantime, 
Katie Etheridge, Riley Flynn, Matthew Fitzpatrick. They have all the community servers, opportunities you could ever need. Uh, go out and do some good in the community. Mana Cafe, Loaves of Fishes, and many, many more ways to get back to the Clarksville community. Also, you should have got your SBs invite. So, uh, you student-athletes, save that day and pick out your finest, finest attire. Just you, the greatest. You're going to want to come looking snazzy mm-hmm. for, for the ESPYs. And then, not only the ESPYs, Jock and Roll's back. It's been a while. I can't tell you the last time we had one of these. I was probably a student. I, I don't think we've had it since I've been here. Yeah, Jock and Roll. March 31st in the Clement Auditorium. I know that all the teams are going to be there. I know they're going to be ready to go with some great acts, some great dances, some singing, some maybe we'll somebody some stand-up. That'd be fun. I am all game. I'm excited. I am excited. Jock and Roll's back. Like I said, March 31st, Clement Auditorium. Uh, it's a $2 donation. You can Venmo Turner's Heroes, I believe, to uh, to get your ticket. I think you probably pay $2 at the door, too. That's how they used to do it. We haven't done it in a while, so I don't know if that's how we're still doing it. So don't quote me. I won't. If you need to know more about how to do that, Katie Etheridge, Riley Flynn, Matthew Fitzpatrick, they've got all that information. So you do that. Yep. In the meantime. Yes. Alex. Should people follow us on uh, the web and social media? And how should they do that? On Twitter and Instagram at Let's Go P, and on Facebook at Austin P Governors. And shout out to Eric, Robin, Carter, and all the stuff that they've been putting out. I mean, I know we haven't really been home for a lot of games lately, but they've they've definitely still been busy with all the graphics and everything. They've so. still got all the content. And for everything else, Let's Go P dot com for dates, news, stories, and information. Cody Bush, Nathan Palkowski, Alex Allen, myself, and Chris Austin. We've got all the information you can use for pretty much everything Austin P Athletics. The only other thing that you need for Austin P Athletics, besides following us on Twitter, letsgop.com, mm-hmm. it's a ticket. You'd, yeah. You're going to need a ticket to come watch the Govs play. And how do you get a ticket? You get connected with our ticket guru, Johnny Mitchell. He's got all the information you can use to get in the game. Baseball tickets on sale. Softball tickets on sale for the first time in program history. We need you at Joe Maynard Field at Raymond Seaham Park and Cheryl Holfield at Kathy Maynard Park. So go online or call Johnny. He'll answer on the second ring, I guarantee it, for all those tickets. Oh, by the way, speaking of tickets, mm-hmm. you know what you should be ready for? What's that? Football season ticket information. First ever A-Sun football season. It, and it's right around the corner, too. There's also it's a pretty big trip down to Tuscaloosa. Obama. I'm just saying. Get ready, I mean, for, get ready for your tickets. I am there. Ticket information's coming out soon. And you're going to want to get it because you're going to want to get season tickets. Because let me tell you, that's the best way to see the Guffs. Yeah, and, and you will not want to miss a single game. Of next season. No. So you got season tickets, renewals, new ticket purchases. You're going to want to get those. Are they going to be the first ones available, I believe? That's the best way to do it. Just come see the Govs every game. Do it. In the meantime, find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or directly on the website at letsgop.com backslash podcast. And while you're there, give us a rating or review. What should they uh, rate and review us, Alex? I would say five stars. Five stars, maybe? Maybe. All five of those stars. Do it and do it now. Want to suggest a guest or let us know of a local or on-campus event we should shout out? Tell us how Matt Ryan's the best quarterback in the AFC South, Stop. and it's not even that close. And he's leading the Indianapolis Colts straight back to the playoffs. Tweet us. I'm C underscore Craig 19. He's at Alex Allard underscore APSU. Shout out to Jason McDonald. Shout out to Bud Jenkins. Shout out to the St. Peter's Peacocks for ending the MU Star Star AY State Racers basketball season. I'll talk to you next week. So long, everybody. <laughs>